0: It's the tip of the spear in the epic battle to defend the United States of America. The National Security Hour exposes the wolves in sheep's clothing and their nefarious plots to undermine and destroy U.S. national security. Welcome to the American Outlaw Talk Radio Network. I'm Ed Huglin, your host for today on the NASA security out. In the past you've heard me discuss a lot about the domestic cognitive war and the global cognitive war. The battle between good and evil. And today I'm going to continue that discussion. I'm going to focus on the Durham report. In the context of the Durham report in terms of the ongoing cognitive war. Now when you take a look at the Durham report one has to understand that what he's talking about and what he found during the years preceding Trump's election and after speak to a broken, politicized, and weaponized intelligence community and Justice Department and a Federal Bureau of Investigation, which I now refer to the Fascist Bureau of Intimidation. It is beyond me as an intelligence professional with four decades of experience to look at The total disregard for the rules, the law, regulations, policy, procedures by these intelligence leaders of the FBI, the
1: DNI, the CIA, the Department of Justice, and even those in the Department of State and other places. What
0: we've seen with the Durham report is the slickness of the miscreants in our government the sliminess of the bureaucrats in our government, not all of them, but the leadership in certain agencies that I'll speak to, and their ability to hide within the wording of law to avoid prosecution. So today on the NASCARIA, I'm gonna discuss three areas that I'd like to walk you through as I talk about portions of the Durham report. To give you my assessment and my opinions, we'll discuss the truly subsurface actions by the Department of Justice, the FBI, and the intelligence community, along with others that, in my opinion, constitute enough evidence to try these individuals for treason. Secondly, I'll discuss the purposeful politicization and weaponization of the Department of Justice, the FBI, and intelligence community, not only against a sitting president, but against America writ large. And third, I'll talk about the disparate treatment of a two-tiered justice system that allowed the likes of Hillary Clinton, who paid for the dossier, as a political opposition. Her staff and the senior leaders of the Department of Justice, FBI, Department of State, CIA, and ODNI, who then aided and abetted the dissemination and pushing that false dossier, knowing it was false, to avoid any rest. None of them. sent to prison. And and whether or not any of these cases should be reopened is something that future attorney generals should look at.
1: We know for sure this attorney general will not. So let me begin by touching on the opening of the Durham report. In March of 2019, Special
0: Counsel Robert Mueller concluded his investigation into the Russian government's efforts to interfere in the 2016 presidential election, including any links or coordination between the Russian government and individuals associated with the Trump campaign. Following Mueller's report, on May 13, 2019, Attorney General Barr directed the United States Attorney John Durham to conduct a preliminary review into matters of the 2016 presidential election. And then about six months later, February 6th, 2020, the Attorney General appointed Durham as a special attorney
1: to take a look at this case. And now his report comes out. From a intelligence community perspective, as a
0: professional, I was stunned to read That He states, in this investigation, neither U.S. law enforcement nor the intelligence community had any real evidence of collusion. It's just amazing. It floors me. So this is despite the often heard statements from many of the intelligence community leaders on the mainstream media news. This is despite what you heard from the likes of Adam Schiff. Nancy Pelosi, Jamie Raskin, and the other impeachment managers who pushed this garbage after it had already come out in reports that the dossier was paid for political opposition research by Hillary Clinton. So although they knew this within a few months or weeks after the Russian collusion thing kicked off, they proceeded with this investigation under false premises using false Pfizer warrants that were based not on fact, but fiction. This level of corruption must stun everybody in America, because this is not just about President Trump. This is about their intent to subjugate you and the rest of America, a minority set of dystopian tyrants looking to disrupt and deny you your freedoms, privileges, and rights. Now, one has to take a step back before I read some more of the report. One has to take a step back and understand that this didn't just all of a sudden magically happen. Hillary Clinton and her team had to methodically plan and set the stage for this. They had to think this through and how they can unveil it. And then, then along with that. They look to allies like Struck Page, Clapper, Comey, Brennan,
1: to help push this garbage as fact. What the Durham Report conclusion says is based on the review of crossfire hurricane and related
0: intelligence activities, we conclude that the department and FBI failed to uphold an important mission of strict fidelity to the law in connection with certain events and activities described in this report. Let me emphasize, failed to uphold their important mission of strict fidelity to the law. So here's the top law enforcement agency in the country totally disregarding the law to pursue a political agenda, which the report talks to later on. The report goes on, as noted, former FBI attorney Kevin Kleinsmith committed a criminal offense by fabricating language in an email that was material to the FBI attaining the FISA surveillance order. So here you have Kevin Kleinsmith, who was convicted, but never served a day in prison. It's amazing how the Justice Department protects their own. James Comey committed perjury. Andrew McCabe also committed perjury. None of them went to jail. None of them were prosecuted. None of them had their homes raided by Gestapo FBI brown shirts. The report goes on to say, in other instances, FBI personnel working on the same FISA application displayed at best a cavalier attitude towards the accuracy and completeness. Now I'll stop there and refer back to the Department of Justice Inspector General. He himself went back and he said that basically most of these FISA applications didn't follow the Woods procedures and were basically all mostly illegal. The report goes on to say, FBI personnel also reportedly disregarded the important requirements when they continued to seek renewals of that FISA surveillance while acknowledging both then and in hindsight that they did not genuinely believe there was probable cause to believe that the target was knowingly engaged in clandestine activities on behalf of a foreign power or knowingly helping another person in such activities. And certain personnel disregarded significant exculpatory information that should have prompted the investigation and restraint and re-examination of what was going on. But it didn't. But think of this. Here's the top law enforcement office of our country again with the Department of Justice. And they did not believe there was probable cause, but yet they pursued to investigate and abrogate individual civil liberties and constitutional
1: rights to push their agenda. One of the key takeaways from the Durham report,
0: again, is neither you, U.S. law enforcement, nor the intelligence community, appears to have possessed any actual evidence of collusion in their holdings at the commencement of the Crossfire Hurricane investigation. And if you remember, it's the Crossfire Hurricane investigation, which Jim Comey opened up on the Trump campaign. And lest we forget, it was Jim Comey and Jim Clapper and John Brennan who heard about this dossier and the nefarious
1: allegations in it, unverified, unsubstantiated, unsourced. And they took
0: that unsourced information, they went to the president of the United States-elect
1: and briefed him on it. And then they opened an investigation. We also must not forget that during this
0: time, they offered the Clinton campaign before the election, security briefings and background briefings but they did not do the same thing with the Trump administration regarding these activities. So the 2 tiered justice system, the double standard in terms of treatment of different folks, the cavalier approach of our law, uh, law enforcement
1: organization that are taking in one of the most important investigations of our time is amazing. Back in December of last year, I wrote that we must start holding these bureaucrats complicit and accountable. When we look at the dossier and the collusion hoax
0: that we used to subvert and conduct a coup against the duly elected president, you have to remember that the Nellie Naysayers at the time were all about QAnon, white supremacy, and all these other things, right? But from that one collusion event, it's the real collusion event between the FBI, Department of Justice, foreign actors, Russian agents, that they paid and collected information from, that they knew did not have valid resourced or valid sourced information. They used that information. Of that, Peter Strzok was fired. James Comey was fired. Andrew McCabe, the deputy director of FBI, was fired. James Baker, Deputy General Counsel, was fired. Kevin Kleinsmith, fired for alternative fire, advisable and prosecuted. Never went to jail. Bill Orr, using GPS with his wife, Nellie Orr, who aided and abetted in this effort, resigned. There are over a dozen FBI agents, Department of Justice, senior executive officials, who were resigned or, fi- or fired because of this. None of them, in my opinion, were held to account. None of them, to this day, have paid the price that's necessary for their misdeeds. Being fired or other things like that is one matter. That's nothing compared to what I consider to be treasonous actions here to undermine and subvert the nation as a whole. And I'll get into that. So let's take a look at the U.S. law and what the law says. Because we can see how those miscreants may avoid treason and other prosecution because the words used in the laws for treason, rebellion, and insurrection, often use the words force
1: or something else. They do not use the words, the use of political authorities or
0: the bureaucracy. So these miscreants may indeed walk free here, as they currently are, by hiding within the boundaries of the law to assault us, and to weaponize the state against we, the people. U.S. Code, Title 18, Crimes and Criminal Procedures, Section 2, says, Principles who commit an offense of the United States, or aids, abets, or counsels or commands, induces or proceeds, procures its commission, is punishable as a principle. Whoever willfully causes an act to be done, which if directly performed by him or another, would make an offense against the United States is punishable as a principle. Under that Title 18 U.S. Code Section 2381, treason is defined as whoever, owing allegiance to the United States, levies war against them or adheres to their enemies, giving them aid and comfort within the United States or elsewhere, is guilty of treason and shall suffer death, imprisonment, not less than five years, and fine. So let's take a look at that statement on treason in U.S. Code Title 18. So those owing allegiance to the United States, the leaders of our intelligence community, Department of Justice, the FBI, the DNI, adheres to their enemies. Now, in this case, their enemies don't have to be foreign enemies. Their enemies could be their current in crime here in the United States, as I talked about in the domestic cognitive war. And if you're giving
1: those who wish to subvert our government, our elections, our duly elected president aid and comfort, It says here that is being guilty of treason and shall suffer death, imprisonment, or
0: fine. If we take a look at the section 2383, Rebellion or Insurrection of U.S. Code, Title 18, it says whoever incites, sets foot on, assists, or engages in any rebellion or insurrection against the authority of the United States or the laws thereof, or give aid or comfort hereto shall be fined under this title and imprisoned not more than 10 years or both. So under rebellion and insurrection, didn't these people incite, engage in a rebellion against the duly elected president using a false dossier? They knew it was false. Can't this be considered an insurrection against the authority of the United States? Because its authority, and again, as it says in the Durham report, they basically disregarded the law. In that same Title 18 U.S. Code, let's go to Section 2384 Seditious Conspiracy. If two or more persons in any state or territory or any place subject to jurisdiction of the United States conspire to overthrow, put down, or destroy by force the government of the United States or to levy war against them, okay, these people should be fined and imprisoned not more than 20 years. But under sedition conspiracy, The weasel words here that I believe these miscants will use to get out of jail free card is to destroy by force or levy war against them. Now, from my interpretation, given this is an ongoing domestic cogs of war, they are in fact levying war against the state, against the duly elected president, against the United States and its laws. So, in my opinion, not only did they commit seditious conspiracy, rebellion, insurrection, and treason, they also advocated for the overthrow of the government, which is section 2385. Whoever knowingly or willfully advocates and abets and advises the desirability of proprietary of overthrowing or destroying the U.S. government, okay, therein by force or violence or by assassination shall be guilty of, over the, of this charge. Again, the words here are key. Force or violence. It doesn't talk about weaponizing the bureaucracy. It doesn't talk about weaponizing the state. But we'll continue on this just in line of thought in just a minute here. Before we go on break, you can listen to our shows on the National Security Hour. They play weekdays at 7 p.m. Eastern on the America Outlaw Talk Radio Network. They're heard on iHeart Radio Network in our world-class media player, and awesome applications like Apple, Android, Alexa. These links can also be found on the homepage of AmericaOutloud.com. That's AmericaOutloud.com. I'll be right back.
1: Millions of Americans are needlessly suffering from the long-haul effects of the toxic spike protein. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company designed their spike support formula to counteract harmful spike protein from COVID-19 and vaccines so you can feel your best. Go to OutloudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. out loud.
0: Welcome back to the National Security Hour. I'm your host this evening, Ned Huglin. I want to make sure that AmericaOutloud.com is your daily stop for your news, latest articles, and happenings. And we do our part here to share the stories, the articles, and podcasts with you, and we hope that you'll share them with others so we can help secure America's future. Let me go back to the Durham report then. Okay, 40 40 years in the intelligence community. And during those 40 years, what I didn't mention up front, 30 of those years, I spent trying to highlight to conservatives and others that there were certain elements within the intelligence community that were purposely using the NASA security devices as a weapon against the conservative administrations. If you go back from Reagan, to Bush on, you take a look at the leaks and other things that came out of the intelligence community at various times. And I won't detail them here, but if you go back and look at them, you'll see that most often. In 80 percent plus the cases. Those leaks and things were purposely done to upset and undermine a Republican administration, a conservative administration. Bob Gates, in his book, From the Shadows, the former director of CIA and the former secretary of defense, who rose from the ranks as an analyst like myself at the CIA, but he rose to the ranks to become the director of CIA. He points out at the beginning of his book that most people think the CIA is a conservative organization. But he stops right there and he says, basically, that's not the case. And he highlights the reality is CIA has always been a leftist type organization, lean, lean to the left. They've come from the Ivy League schools. And if you remember the Ivy League schools in post-World War II and the Venona Papers, they're filled with spies who then were permeated throughout the Roosevelt administration and onward. But when I take a look at this report, what remains unresolved that is larger, more ominous, and far more dangerous issue and a true conspira- is the true conspiracy that involved the weaponization of this NASA security apparatus using a known false dossier to push a set of lies to disrupt, destroy, subvert the will of the American people. Now, many people, you remember, complained and whined and and, and yelled at the fact that Trump
1: tweeted mean tweets and all this stuff like that. But let me ask you this. Okay, let me ask you this. If you were in your living room and all of a sudden, you had
0: some people come to you and say that you're now being prosecuted for potential espionage and collusion with the foreign government. And they had no proof of that, But, but and you knew they didn't, but they still said that. And then they started to prosecute members of your family and put them in jail and bankrupt them. And then, then they decided to even go further. They decided to then try to remove you from your own job, get you fired from your own job, which is the impeachment trials and such. Wouldn't that tend to take you off just a little bit? Wouldn't that make you upset just a little bit? So what the mainstream media, the propaganda horrors of the left, forgot to tell the American people from 2016 on, was that here is a man who was purposely being wrongfully prosecuted, wrongfully spied on, as he said he was, and he laughed at when he said that, Trump was laughed at when he said that, perfectly spied on, perfectly, perfectly abused his civil liberties, his his, his his own constitutional rights, and destroying members of his administration, and destroying any efforts to have his administration be effective, wouldn't that tend to piss you off a little bit as well? Yet, Trump was given a pass for coming back and and attacking viciously and rightfully, in my case, my opinion, those people who tried to do that to him. Yet none of those people today are still being held accountable because you've also seen how they use the cover of quote-unquote classified information to achieve their victories. So this is something from the intelligence community perspective. I have a book coming out on cognitive war that I talked to Specifically, is the weaponization of the intelligence community, the politicalization of the intelligence community, and how it's now being used to basically subjugate and undermine the true constitutional republic we call America. And there's ways to fix this. But let's go on with the report. On page five of the report, it says, conducting this investigation required us to consider U.S. criminal laws. The constitutional protections of our system provides individuals and the higher burden placed on government to prove every element of crime beyond a reasonable doubt. Moreover, the law does not take that the law does not always make a person's bad judgment, even horribly bad judgment, standing alone a crime. Nor does the law criminalize all unseemly or unethical conduct that political campaigns might undertake for tactical advantage absent a violation of particular federal crime statute. Now, that last quote there is very important. Nor does the law criminalize all unseemly or unethical conduct that political campaigns, aka Hillary Clinton and crew, might undertake for tactical advantage absent a violation of particular federal criminal statute. So when you think of what Hillary did with the dossier and the aid and embedded with these seniors from the intelligence community, This didn't happen overnight. They planned this. They strategized it. And as Peter Strzok said, they had a backup plan. So the problem here is these are public servants. And each of these public servants takes an oath of office to uphold and defend the Constitution and the rule of law. Everyone takes that same oath. And if they don't follow the oath, they can be removed from office, confined
1: in prison or given a fine. To me, at least, this is not only part of the cognitive war
0: that's ongoing against American people, but a purposeful rebellion and insurrection and a treasonous rebellion and insurrection by those who supported the latter actions that are listed out in the Durham report. One of the key elements that's missing Uh, that's touched on, but missing overall in terms of, I think, the context that you're hearing in the mainstream media is in the intelligence community, when you're doing analysis and reporting and and quoting sources to to validate your sources, they have what they call intelligence community directives that they have to abide by. And they have an analytical ombudsman who's supposed to take a look back at what those different uh, aspects are to make sure those directives are being followed. So, Intel's Community Directive 203, if you go to the odni.gov website, the odni.gov website, ICD-203, analytical standards, provides the governing and and oversight of the production and evaluation of analytical products. Okay? Standards you have to apply to. ICD-206, sourcing, speaks to ensuring the traceability of sourcing to enhance the credibility of the products.
1: But here you have The senior leaders of the intelligence community, Comey, Brennan, Clapper, okay walking into the president of the United States using
0: a piece of opposition research that if they even bothered to look at the sourcing for that, they would have figured it out as opposition research like the press did a few weeks later done by Hillary Clinton. But that was buried in the press. But yet these senior leaders, knowing that, still walked us into the president. And if you remember, almost concurrently, then it was broadcast on CNN CNN the next day or that evening, that they briefed the president on these solicitous dossier accusations, all false. And then it was all over the media, and then he started the Crossfire Hurricane investigation. On page five of the report, it said the office has concluded its investigation into whether any federal official, employee, or any other person or entity violated the law in connection with the intelligence, counterintelligence, or law enforcement activities directed at the 2016 presidential campaign, individuals associated with those campaigns, and individuals associated with President Donald Trump.
1: But he's not. Directing any additional charges. So how do what do we read into this? Well, I'll
0: give you this, I'll give you a certain perspective. So I was the assistant inspector general for the intelligence community, inspector general's office. I was the first assistant inspector general for inspections. We always had to follow a certain standard procedures and stuff like that to make sure we had validation and other stuff like that. But one thing that I found out and realized as part of my efforts, which ended up my becoming a whistleblower, which I've talked about before, is that whistleblowers really have no protection
1: under the Whistleblower Protection Act. The other aspect is that there's an awful lot of room and
0: subjective judgment, subjective judgment, in terms of the ability of whether people bring charges or not. So it's amazing that none of those people that Durham talks about in this report were then, again, charged either for treason, subversion, insurrection, or other things. Now, my read on that is this. Durham's no dummy. He knows who's the head of the attorney general of the current Department of Justice, Merrick Garland. In my opinion, Merrick compromised; that the president of the United States is compromised. We've seen how Merrick Garland has weaponized the DOJ and the FBI against, and along with Christopher Wray and others, against American citizens, against the public, against parents. And so he knows full well, given the burden of proof that you have to have to then prosecute someone, okay, beyond a reasonable doubt. And with this attorney general, that dog is not going to hunt in this administration. So in my opinion, what he's telling us is Congress Congress needs to step up and fulfill their responsibilities, their constitutional responsibilities here, because Congress is the only body per the Constitution that can try someone for treason. Now, if Congress decides to charge these people with treason, which I think they should, it should go full out. Congress bypasses the Justice Department. Congress can then direct the Justice Department to provide certain information and other requirements to meet the requirements, they need to then fulfill their trial and prosecution of those people that they hold accountable for treason. And if the Justice Department and Attorney General and Director FBI refuse and to support those actions of Congress, they can then be held liable. Subversion of the justice system. Okay, also under Title code, Title eighteen U.S. Code. So it's really interesting as well that in page two of the Durham report, he notes the following in a footnote: We have not interpreted the order given to us as a special counsel as directing us to investigate the department's handling of matters associated with the investigation of former Secretary of State
1: Hillary Clinton's private use of the email server. Very interesting that he makes that in a footnote. And why does he do that? I think he's giving Congress a hint here. Congress has to take the hint.
0: Congress cannot rely on a broken Justice Department, a broken CIA, a broken FBI, with people who purposely undermined and subverted, and undertook an insurrection against the sitting president. Although not violently, it's no matter's not. It is still a conduct of a domestic cognitive war against
1: American president, as this is a war, an ideological and a political war that's ongoing here.
0: The other aspect that was interesting in the report that deals with accountability is on page four. He notes that although a substantial majority of individuals voluntarily cooperated with their, his office, some individuals refused to be interviewed or otherwise cooperate with the office. So what happened to them? What happens to those people who didn't cooperate with John Durham? Did Garland send in goon squads at the FBI folks with armed armed goon squads at 2 a.m. to raid their homes like they did to Trump's people? Did they prosecute those people for refusing to support the government? Did they find them or put them in prison, hold them in contempt of court? No. So the double standard here is just glaring. That on page five, it says the decision of whether to bring criminal charges in any given matter, thus, is a complicated one that is neither entirely subjective nor mechanistic. If this report and outcome of the special counsel's investigation leave some with the impression that injustices or misconduct have gone unanswered, un- unaddressed, it is not because the office concluded that no injustices or misconduct occurred. Let me read that back to you. If this report leaves some with the impression that injustices or misconduct have gone unaddressed, as I'm talking about now, it is not because the office concluded that no injustices or misconduct occurred. It is rather, John Durham's report says, because not every injustice or transgression amounts to a criminal offense and criminal prosecutors are tasked with exclusively with investigating and prosecuting violations of U.S. criminal laws. And even where the prosecutors believe a crime occurred based on all the facts and information they've gathered, it is their duty only to bring criminal charges when the evidence that the government reasonably believes it is admissible in court provides offense beyond a reasonable doubt. What he's saying here is what I mentioned up front. These miscreants knew exactly what they're doing. They are hiding within the letter of the law and hid within the letter of law to protect themselves from prosecution. They knew full well what the hell they were doing here, and they planned it out and they executed it methodically, and they played it like a fiddle. But Congress itself, under Pelosi and the impeachment managers, carried it to a whole other level in two impeachment trials for collusion based on this false dossier and other false other false testimony, in my opinion, the unsubstantiated testimony. It's unbelievable that in today's America, this level of corruption, this level of subversion, this level of insurrection doesn't get Congress off its rear end to then act and use its full authorities and power to charge these people with treason. If nothing else happens, if nothing else happens, every one of those miscreants should be charged with treason held to account and held in a public trial in Congress over the next year to two years. To unveil and show the American people the details, what these people know. Because in history of the United States of America, if these people are not held to account in a public forum at minimum, and not charged with treason at minimum, we face the reality of truly losing a republic. Because who's going to do anything about it? The Attorney General, no. The FBI, no. The intelligence community is already warped and politicized, like the and FBI and weaponized. So we have to take these scenes into consideration in this ongoing cognitive war against us, America. Before I go on break, all of our shows go to podcasts typically a day after the broadcast is heard here on Talk Radio. You can hear them on Spotify, Stitcher, Pandora, and iHeart Podcasts, and many more. Be sure to make Be sure to make sure you subscribe to and rate the show on Apple Podcasts for me. I try to give you the facts and the details from a wholly new perspective here. It may not be the dynamic glitz and glitter and such like that, but I'm trying to give you an intellectual baseline and foundational discussion about what's happening in reality in America here. We'll be right back.
1: America Out Loud beats to the pulse of our nation. We know when you're angry, you're troubled, confused, glad, and thankful. Well, we know you because we are you. AmericaOutloud.com. Join us as we explore the most important issues of our time. America Out Loud Talk Radio. The Liberty and justice for all. Whether you're an independent, a Democrat, or a Republican, one thing remains true. Airborne viruses love us equally. You've all heard Malcolm and the great Dr. Peter McCullough talk about the Advanced Nasal Solution Cofix Rx. Cofix is made in the USA and recommended by thousands of doctors and pharmacists nationwide. Spray goodbye to colds and flus with a Cofix Rx Nasal Solution Cleanse. That's C-O-F-I-X-R-X dot Save 20% by using promo code out loud at cofixrx.com. Welcome
0: back to the Security Alan. I'm Matt Huglin, your host for this evening. We're talking about the Durham Report and the aspects of the Durham Report as it relates to a two tiered justice system, the lack of accountability of those who, I, in my opinion, committed treason, insurrection, and insurgency against this, the United States of America. And how the FBI, DOJ, and the intelligence community were weaponized and are weaponized against us, the American people.
1: When we take a look at the Durham report. There are a number of things that just really pop out and really hurt one's head.
0: Neither the US law enforcement nor intelligence community appears to have possessed any actual evidence. Okay, I've said that three times now, but I'm repeating it again. Why? Because it's critically important that when you realize these people who have the most sensitive positions, the most power and authority to do things under the guise of classified programs. And that they use these to undermine and subvert civil liberties and individual rights against numerous Americans and destroyed them, bankrupted many of them okay, caused them to be handcuffed and perp-walked into jail, okay, when they know purposely that they had no evidence, no substantive evidence, and they went forward with
1: this, that has to send a a shield down everyone's spine. As set forth in great detail in
0: Section 4 of the opening of Crossfire Hurricane Investigation, it reflects that upon the receipt of unevaluated intelligence information from Australia, the FBI swiftly opened a crossfire hurricane investigation. In particular, Deputy Director Andrew McCabe, Deputy Assistant Director for Counterintelligence Peter Strzok, opened Crossfire Hurricane immediately. This is on page nine of the report. Strzok, at a minimum, had pronounced hostile feelings for Trump. The matter was opened as a full investigation without ever having spoken to persons who provided the information. Now, for an investigation like this, as it goes on in the Durham report, the director of the FBI and I believe the attorney general have to sign off on this. But the director of the FBI has to sign off on this. The Durham report says basically the FBI... Did so without any significant review of its own intelligence databases, collection and examination of any relevant intelligence from other U.S. intelligence entities, interviews of witnesses essential to understand the raw information. Had it done so, had it done so, the report said the FBI would have learned their own experienced Russian analysts had no information about Trump being involved with Russian leadership nor were there any other sensitive information at CIA, NSA, Department of State, or others. The report says the speed in which the FBI opened and investigated a crossfire hurricane during a presidential election season based on raw, unanalyzed, uncorroborated intelligence also reflected a noticeable departure
1: from how it approached prior matters. 18 months leading up to the 2016 election, the FBI
0: was required to deal with a number of proposed investigations that had potential to affect the election. In each of those instances, the FBI moved with considerable caution, the report states.
1: So here you have multiple other cases, multiple other cases being brought forth for potential
0: investigation the FBI refused to look into. But in this case, they expedited it. Remember the insurance policy? Peter Strzok talked of it about amazing. Okay, and then the report goes on to talk about in another of those investigations, the FBI elected to end an investigation of one of its longtime and valuable clandestine human sources that went beyond what was authorized and made an improper and possibly illegal financial contribution to the Clinton campaign on behalf of a foreign entity as a precursor to a much larger donation being contemplated. And in a third of these investigations, which the FBI again didn't look into, the Clinton Foundation matter, both senior FBI and department officials placed restrictions on how those matters were to be handled.
1: So here you have them expediting Crossfire Hurricane
0: to set up and try to take down a presidential candidate before the election, but after the election and using it to then subvert and undermine his administration. But at the same time, they avoid two Clinton investigations fully. And I remember Jim Comey going on TV and talking about why he declined certain aspects, and he got vilified for that by the Clinton campaign and other folks like that, but he gave them basically a full pass. So unlike the FBI's opening of a full investigation of unknown members of the Trump campaign based on raw, uncorroborated information, the report says, in this separate matter involving a purported Clinton campaign plan, the FBI never opened any type of inquiry, issued any taskings, employed any analytical personnel or produced any analytical products in connection with the information. This lack of action, the report says, was despite the fact of the significance that the Clinton plan intelligence was such as to have prompted the director of CIA to brief the president, vice president, attorney general. So he says it. This was despite the fact that the significance of the Clinton plan intelligence was to use and prompt the CIA, vice president, attorney general, director. Okay, To act. It was not enough of importance for the CIA to send a formal written referral to Comey and Director of FBI, Assistant Director of the FBI Counter Childhood, stroke for the consideration action. The investigation referred, referral provides examples of information crossfire, hurricane, fusion cell had gleaned to date. No defensive briefing, as I talked about before, was provided to the Trump campaign or anyone in the campaign concerning the information received from Australia. Similarly, the effort directed Page was unsuccessful until Crossfire Hurricane first obtained the company intelligence report generated by Christopher Steele. So, again, you see here, they, they, they mechanically, methodically, systematically planned this thing out, laid this thing out, ignored everything the Clinton campaign was doing. Now, remember, this was during the presidential campaign. Isn't that election interference? Isn't that against the law? So besides the perjury, the subversion, and insurrection charges, I think that should be brought by Congress against these people, the Durham report specifically talks about this double standard here and the same people who were involved in that then pushing Crossfire Hurricane. Doesn't that bring back to our memory here where we had the 51 former intelligence officials who we'll all signed that letter, letter talking about the steel dossier. I mean, the Hunter Biden laptop is being uh, Russian collusion information, Russian propaganda. So not only in 2016, but in 2020, the same actors, the same levels of actors in the CIA, the ODNI, the Department of State, the FBI, Department of Justice,
1: were playing... Games with our national security to undermine an election. Congress needs to act and look to this, and they need to prosecute
0: under the guise of treason in order to bypass Congress. I mean, bypass the Department of Justice. Because until you get another conservative administration in charge, you're not going to have an attorney general who's going to prosecute those people who he's been directing, both the prior one under Comey and the current one under Garland, that they've been directing to actually weaponize these authorities and such against you, the people of the state. And what's that say to us? The only way out, the only way out and to ensure a free and fair election coming up here in 2024 is for Congress to act and charge these people with treason. There was no evidence to conduct crossfire hurricane. Durham contended that the FBI, followed, if, if it had followed its own procedures, none of those FISA warrants or other things would have been put out. And also they've figured out very quickly the inval- invalidity of the information. Again, Durham brought no new charges. Now, he's a smart bureaucrat. He understands the, the rules and the boundaries of what he can do. If he brings these charges and other things to try to prosecute and the attorney general dismisses them, then future attorney generals are going to be loath to pick them back up. So what I think Durham is hopefully doing here is setting the stage, again, for two things. One is for Congress to fulfill its constitutional duties and try these people for treason, every one of them. Second, he's setting this up so that should a Republican administration get back in? And the duly elected president put in place a strong attorney general, that that attorney general can then bring charges for these insurrection, subversion of our democracy, treason, and other things in addition,
1: in addition to election interference and hold these people accountable. You know, none of our
0: U.S. foreign allies aided in this effort. According to the reporting, U.S. intelligence, United Kingdom Intelligence Service officials were unwilling to aid the investigation. They contended it was devoid of predicating evidence.
1: Here's the U.K. denying to get involved because the lack of evidence. It's amazing that former intelligence officials promoted
0: the false narrative despite knowing there was no evidence. I spoke at this up front. John Brennan, Jim Clapper, Jim Comey all talked about Trump and being a foreign agent and player foreign agent, stuff like that. And they did it publicly on multiple different stations, multiple different news networks. And even after the dossier was proved false and a Hillary Clinton campaign paid for, no one was held accountable by the mainstream media. Former Director CIA Director John Brennan came to Durham's crosshairs for his repeated public remarks supporting the narrative that Trump campaign colluded with the Russian government, one report says. Durham, I think says, quoted, "I am I encountered and am aware of information and intelligence that revealed contacts and interaction between Russian officials and US persons involved in the Trump campaign." He Brennan uh it, Brennan is a am- Just amazing that he, Clapper, Comey aren't held to account for this. Key foreign officials saw no evidence as well. Remember Victoria Nuland? Remember the one who was the whistleblower under the two impeachment trials? One report says that as she served as undersecretary for political affairs at the State Department, she's supposed to be one of the agency's most experienced Russian observers. She told Durham she never saw any U.S. government proof of allegations. Newland advised that she had received a two-page summary of the Steele dossier allegations,
1: Durham wrote. The Steele dossier was thoroughly discredited. We understand now that the Clinton campaign was behind a whole debacle. And yet, we talk about election interference, and there's no charges.
0: Again, I think Durham understands the games are being played here, what he has to do.
1: And so he set the stage for Congress and he set the stage for the next attorney general. But don't hold your breath here. What's deeply disturbing here is also is the mainstream media. In this ongoing domestic
0: cognitive, war, I've mentioned this a number of different times, our once free press has become the fifth column of propaganda whores who aid in a bet in election interference, whether it's the Hunter Biden laptop, election interference, whether it's this Russian collusion story. okay, They've aided and abetted in these efforts here. And they got a Pulitzer Prize for writing an award-winning piece of crap that was completely untrue. And I don't see them giving the Pulitzer Prize, Pulitzer Prize back yet. But the media reporting that the Trump-Russian collusion was phenomenal. It was out there all over the place. And if you denied or, or, or thought anything different of it, You're you're accused of multiple different things, censored or canceled, just like you were for reporting on the COVID and other things. All right. So the press, along with Congress, along with our justice system, colluded in this effort to subvert the American people's choice in election. Is that not election interference? And why aren't these people being held to account? Now, Durham says in his report, no new policies are required here. No new policies are required by the Justice Department because if they followed the policies they had in place, then there wouldn't have been any
1: different problems. In the Steele report, it had one allegation contained in an undated Steele report identified
0: as a well developed conspiracy of cooperation between Trump and his campaign and senior Russia officials. And this led to the whole effort that was managed where Trump's campaign manager, Paul Manafort, was called out, Carter Page was called
1: out. And look what happened to them. And all this was predicated on false lies. So my takeaway here,
0: my takeaway here as four decades in the intelligence community here is breathtakingly horrendous, is that our justice system has been weaponized completely. Our Department of Justice no
1: longer works for the American people. It works for the Democratic Party. The FBI no longer works for the American people. It works for the Democratic Party. The bureaucrats inside those organizations, if they try to come out and
0: highlight themselves as a whistleblower to unveil even more truth, they're shut down, as we've seen at the IRS recently. The IRS whistleblower and its whole section was removed by the IRS just recently. There is no protection for whistleblowers, as
1: I've said before, on this program. So what is our hope? Where do we go from here? The Durham
0: report concludes the FBI failed to uphold their important mission of strict fidelity to
1: the law in connection with certain events and activities described in this report. So if you don't think
0: having a weaponized Department of Justice, a weaponized FBI, and a weaponized intelligence community are the existential threat to our country, think again. These people did everything they could to undermine our Constitution, our election, and the outcome of the election. They did everything they could in 2020 to do the same thing, to subvert that election. And a lot of people talk about that election of 2020 and call people election deniers. Let me have, give you some piece of news here. From 2016 to now, the Russian collusion story had resulted in a Mueller investigation, two impeachments, and false news stories, false Pulitzer Prize news stories for now six years. From 2020 on, after the Hunter Biden laptop and the collusion between Biden, the Manchurian president, his son with China, Russia and other things in his family and multi-million-dollar things, without reporting their services as agents of foreign governments, without reporting their incomes with other things like that. All those things were disbanded
1: and disregarded. But yet, none of them were held to account. So you see the fix is in, American public, the fix is in. And Durham set the stage
0: for two possible outcomes, one where nothing else ever happens again. The other is where Congress acts and tries these people for treason as they should. The breathtaking amount of disregard of these people who, in my opinion, again, committed treason, rebellion, insurrection against the United States, States, sedition, and advocating of the government by their actions should be held to account. The only body that can do that now, and the only way out American public have right now, is Congress.
1: So do your job, Congress. Because if you don't do your job, we don't have much hope for where we're going here in America. It's just amazing to me and sad for the nation that we're in the state
0: we are. I'm here on the National Security Hour to tell you what you need to hear, not what you want to hear. I will go outside the fog of the daily chaos to give you a strategic perspective on national security issues and speak truth to power, the power of we the people, so we together can best ensure the resilience and security of our republic. Thanks for joining us on the mission. The National Security Hour is the tip of the spear in the epic battle to defend the United States of America.